Hello, adventurers. You have found Homebrew Heels, a Nat One Life podcast. I am one of your hosts, hostesses, Amanda. <laughs> My sister Sarah and I will be talking you through some of the Nat Ones we've rolled in the medical health areas of our life. We are not medical professionals by any means, although I personally have watched quite a bit of Grey's Anatomy. We will be sharing our experiences, how we're advocating for our health, what the experience is like in all its details, good and the gross, the cost of the adventure, and most importantly, how we are working to stay happy and motivated through it all. Journey with us and start to find your way through this net one Sarah, did you have any idea before we started doing our research what exactly the liver did? No, not really. Me either, because I was legit just like, don't drink too much because it can cause liver damage. Exactly. The only thing that I have heard time and time again is that you need to be careful with alcohol consumption and with pill consumption, medical or cross-the-counter medicines. Pharmaceuticals. Yes, thank you. Be careful with those because your liver is the one filtering everything. That's Mm -hmm. the only thing that I can recall hearing over and over again. And I don't really remember learning too much about the liver in high school. Like, basically that it was there. The -hmm. whole don't drink, don't do drugs, but that was it. And... When we started doing research, it's interesting how much your liver actually does in terms of digestion. So Mm -hmm. I thought we could break down the anatomy and the functions of the liver, talk specifically about digestion, and then maybe go through some good liver foods and cool liver facts. Heck yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So I'll hit up the boring stuff real fast. Uh, Anatomy. Now, I don't find this stuff boring. I think it's kind of fascinating. Um, (laughs) But Sarah knows, like, I can watch surgical procedures online and all that stuff. So I'm kind of fascinated by the human body. But <clears throat> the liver, I didn't know this. It actually sits on top of your stomach partially. Yeah. I was and, surprised by this. I didn't realize how high up it was. Right? And so then I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, is some of the pain that I feel sometimes my liver? Like, mm-hmm. anyway, I get, you know, hypochondriac anxiety. Uh, go listen to Pursuing Your Patronus if you want to hear all about that. Um, <laughs> but so the liver actually sits like on top of our stomach and our spleen, which is like to the side of our stomach and slightly behind. And it's like a almost like a triangle shape, you know, and mm-hmm. it's kind of like a right tri- right angle triangle. Um, and it sits there. And so it's made up of obviously the liver itself. Um itself there's a left and right hepatic duct a hepatic portal vein a common hepatic duct um, and then your gallbladder is on the underside of your liver and then you have some other ducts in there and it all connects to the digestive system Um, so then on the other side you have the hepatic hepatic artery so we'll talk through the functions of each of those um But it was really interesting because it's your liver is totally connected to your entire digestive system Mm -hmm. and plays a huge, um, huge role. So it really does like not even like we'll focus on the digestive aspect, but 
it really does a lot just for your whole body. Yeah, it's really great. Exactly. So in terms of the functions, and then we'll get down into specifics, general functions of the liver are to detoxify, to digest, and to store some nutrients. Um, but it does so much. So it produces bile, which is a something we'll talk about during digestion. Um, it actually produces proteins for um, blood plasma. Um, it produces cholesterol and special uh, proteins to help um, as like a carrier throughout our body to get thing nutrients and things like that to us. Um, it converts glucose into glycogen um, and then back to glucose for use storage. So it like has a storing mechanism. Um, it regulates blood levels of our amino acids. Um, it processes uh, hemoglobin for the use of iron. Um, it converts poisonous um, ammonia into urea, which is like urine that we excrete. Uh, also sweat, there's urea and sweat. Um, it is a filter. So like we know the drugs and the alcohol process, but it also regulates our blood clotting. Um, it helps us to resist infections by making um, immune factors and it removes bacteria from our bloodstream and then it removes like bilirubin from red blood cells and um so if you ever have a buildup and your skin starts to turn yellow like your jaundice that's because there's a buildup of some excess bilirubin in your liver um so it's really it, it, it's kind of crazy so all that the byproducts are excreted a, that was Sorry. a long list yeah and that's like the high level overview. <laughs> right, exactly. So the liver is fascinating. Um, let's see here. The liver also is responsible for putting um, bile into the small intestine. And it may, it, the liver is responsible for making all of our body's chemicals, which I thought was really weird. Right? Like, it's, yeah, it just seems like we hear how our brain controls or releases a lot of different things, but here's the liver, like, working hard, converting everything and producing a whole bunch of different stuff, and, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's insane. So... What did you learn about digestion specifically? Because a lot of what I just went through is digestion adjacent. <laughs> so. Yeah. So for me and my readings and whatnot, it's interesting how I, I was super like, I guess, really interested in how it works. Like, mm -hmm. I don't, I didn't understand it after reading everything that the liver could do. I didn't understand, like, how does it know to do that? And right. uh, it turns out that it's very much like a couple of other organs. It receives messages. Mm -hmm. So from other parts of the body. So the liver essentially, like relies on other organs within the body to to tell it to do certain things so if the your blood sugar starts 
dipping down or if it's even too high, those messages are sent to the liver. So that way the liver knows whether or not it needs to produce the glucose or to store Mm -hmm. it back. And then that's also how uh, it will help the gallbladder uh, regulate uh, the bile secretion as well. So it pushes half of the bile that's created by the liver goes into the gallbladder to be stored. But Mm -hmm. then the other half is sent down to the beginning of the small intestine. And then they work together to, as we eat and consume foods, our body starts breaking those down. And depending on how much like fiber or fat or other, uh, how healthy the food is or what's in it, it will release certain amounts of the bile to help uh, the food be processed and go through. Hmm. And it's ultimately what we see in the end. So the bile that they produce and is excreted is our feces. And Uh that's what is giving it its dark brown color and essentially is helping it move through our intestines. Interesting. Hmm. One of the things that I found was as we're putting this stuff into our bodies, right? Things that we know we shouldn't be eating or alcohol or pharmaceuticals or, you know, whatever the case may be. And it's even just, you know, I had knee surgery and I'm on. Right. Whatever. Like not saying like anybody's abusing anything, just general wear and tear. From Mm -hmm. living in the 21st century. (laughs) Um, And so what I read was that the way that the liver gets damaged, I found this fascinating, by the way, is let's say, you know, you're drinking your alcohol, your, you know, whatever, taking pills. I think about when I had all of my pain problems and all of the pills that I was on for so long. And they had to do, and then I also had taken Accutane for skin Mm-hmm. And Accutane is so serious that every month before you go in and get your prescription, you have to have your liver tested for oh, damage. Wow. Like, so I'm sure that there's damage. But when your liver takes damage, and I don't know why this fascinates me, but it actually leaves a scar. Yes. I I was starting to read that. So yeah, explain that more because I didn't dive deeper into this. I did okay. find it fascinating, though. It is it's really weird because it's legit like a scar. Like, okay, you slice your skin open on the ground because you tripped and fell and you let it heal, heal naturally and you pick the scab off because you're a picker like I am. And now you have a scar. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Apparently, if you're, let's say, an alcoholic or not even an alcoholic, you enjoy a drink or two every night after you get off work. Mm-hmm. That is damaging your liver. And the way that that damage manifests is like a fucking scar. So then the reason why it makes your liver harder to work is because now your liver is covered in scar tissue. And Mm -hmm. so the healthy cells that are under that scar tissue have to work harder to get the, what they need to get out 
you know, whatever, because the, the liver does so many things. So whatever it needs to be doing, it has to work harder in order to do that because it's covered in this like dense scar tissue. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just fascinating to me because can you imagine like, you know, you're having a drink and then your liver's like, it burns. Right. It burns. And then Not like again. Permanently scarred. So this is interesting um, because what I, I personally don't drink alcohol. My stomach can't handle it at all. And I also don't take any pharmaceutical, like over the counter pills or anything like that. Um, however, I, we do work with resin mm-hmm. and yeah. did you see that even like toxins, like working with chemicals and whatnot by breathing them in your liver is something that is filtering filtering all of that yeah i mean your lungs too but yes your liver is filtering those toxins out of your blood right and so yeah it's insane so yes we should be wearing masks respirators i knew from before but i didn't this is just more information as to why we should be wearing masks. why it's important to not kill ourselves in our 30s um Yes. And then just everyday pollutants, too. So if you live in an area like we do, where we get really bad air stagnation in the summer, followed by we're in a valley that gets surrounded by wildfires. Mm -hmm. So that breathing that in is doing damage not only to your lungs, but also to your liver because you're Mm -hmm. breathing in carcinogens. And so anything that any chemicals that don't belong, the liver tries to filter out and um, clean up your blood so that you're not, you know, dying (laughs) from it. Now for, Uh, Oh, go ahead. Oh no, you're, you're good. Um, so for people who have been listening to us from the beginning, Um, I don't know if you remember me mentioning, but one of the procedures that my gastro doctor had recommended is called the HIDA scan, and it directly correlates to the liver. And so essentially it's where they uh, just inject you with a small dosage of a radioactive substance. And so then that way it travels through your bloodstream And it gets filtered through your liver and gallbladder. And my gastro doctor wanted to do this because he wanted to see if there were any issues with that process. And to see if potentially there are times where people have leaks. And so their bile is leaking out into their body Mm -hmm. and causes issues as well. So... That's the scan that I had said no to. I did not go through that procedure because it made me super nervous. Um, but it's still an option. Uh, in right. The you just said not right now. Like um, Exactly. It, you know, it really came down to, I, I think there's less invasive yes. and less um, risky things that could be done prior to that. Right? That was yeah. my understanding from you. It's like it, not no forever. Just like, can't we try some other things before I subject my young body to massive amounts of radiation (laughs) yeah the equivalent of like 10,000 x-rays or some shit it's like yeah yeah I'm not excited about it but it was my decision to say no that ultimately led to the SIBO test and me finding out that I had SIBO so 
Which is way less invasive. All you have to do is drink some sugary shit and then breathe. Absolutely. (laughs) Not. Yeah. Weird. Um, That's interesting, though, because that would have definitely put a strain on your liver, for sure. Yeah. Probably caused some scarring. Um, But the great thing about the liver is that it actually is one of the only um, uh, organs that we have that can regenerate. Also the organ that you can't synthetically make as of yet. Interesting. So scientists and doctors are trying to recreate our organs in a facility. So that way we don't have to rely on other people necessarily or to get the right blood type. Yeah. So like stem cell research and things like that, trying to grow the organs. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. And the liver is one that they have been unsuccessful at completing okay shit like this fascinates me too like it's okay this is very oversimplified and i understand that anytime huckleberries tried to be cultivated which means like you're taking them out of the wild and putting them into a farm yeah they turn into blueberry plants huckleberries cannot be cultivated what Um, yes that's why that's why they're so i knew this and that's why we're so like known for them right because people can't take them from our area right you have to like you have to come pick them or you have to pick them and sell them and you freeze them you know that's right they could make the flavor (laughs) artificially but they can't fucking grow blueberry or blueberries huckleberries in a farm like in a farm environment it's like the craziest thing they've tried transplanting the huckleberry plants they turn into blueberry plants like it's legit it's crazy so things like this fascinate me because it's like why can't we like why can we do one but not the other what is it about the liver what is it about the huckleberry plant or the soil that it's in or whatever Mm -hmm. that makes it that way right i uh, well after like i don't know officially, but after seeing that long list of things that the liver does, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if it like we can't recreate that or if it's we're just not too complex. There. Exactly. It's like re- trying to recreate a brain or something where trying, it's like trying to clone a human. It's like, yeah, we're just not there yet, yo. Right, exactly. Uh-huh. Weird. It's crazy. Um Anyway, but I thought it was really cool because it can regrow. So what's awesome about that is even though we can't synthetically make it yet, which I had no idea about, we can, if you donate your liver, you donate half of your liver and like to say maybe somebody that has liver failure or whatever, your liver will grow back. Yeah, that's crazy. Right? Like a fucking lizard or some shit, you know? And so it's really cool because it, it's like if they can have if they can figure out how the liver does that and apply that kind of science then to other organs as well yeah to help cure things like heart disease where a piece of your muscle your heart muscle is died because your heart mm-hmm. doesn't regenerate you know so i don't know i just find it really fascinating um and so that then the only thing i have left to talk about the liver are good liver foods and things you can do for your liver to help clean it up yeah same um um, I, I, after looking at a couple of different uh, sites, uh, as well as some like m- 
medical articles and whatnot, they uh, recommend first and foremost a healthy diet. Right. Which, what does that entail? It does mean not only eating healthy foods, but also refraining from drinking alcohol, yeah. uh, smoking, uh, you know, using illicit drugs, you know, the usual. <laughs> per the use. Per use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it talks about, you know, you want to try not to be overweight, things that can increase the chance of having issues with your liver. Um, but what I found, too, was a great list of foods and beverages that are good for you and good for your liver. Um and the reasons why. And it's funny because I read it. I'm like, well, yeah, this makes sense. They're all antioxidants. Um, so they're helping to clean up the crap that you're putting into your body. And so coffee was on the list. And I'm like, fuck oh, yeah. Oh, uh, my tea. gosh. I saw that. And I was like, how is that possible? It's because, like, yeah. The one thing coffee's good for. <laughs> right. Coffee actually does have a lot of antioxidants in it. And so it helps to get rid of, it helps to clean things out. And if you look at a lot of the properties of the things I'm about to list, many of them are very acidic Mm, in nature. Um, So coffee and tea, um, grapefruit, blueberries, cranberries, and grapes, broccoli, and fatty fish. Mm, And all of those protect the liver and help to clean the liver out. And then the other thing was milk thistle. Oh, And milk thistle is like, it will clean your liver out. Um, But with that one, that one is like more of a supplement style thing. So just be careful with where you buy it. Make sure you get it from somebody trusted. Um, But it's an herb. It's related to the Daisy family. Um, And um, this is from... Uh, my research I found from WebMD for the milk thistle, is it good for the liver, et cetera. Um, so it helps, it has protect, preventative effects on the liver and it can help to treat cirrhosis of the liver, which is like the, um, when your liver starts to die mm-hmm. and also helps with chronic hepatitis, which is caused by different auto, autoimmune diseases or alcohol abuse, um, the cirrhosis and things like that. Um, And so, but it's one of those things where people are like, well, but it's an old wives tale. Oh, sure. Well, yeah, but people have used it for thousands, hundreds of thousands of years or whatever, not hundreds of thousands, thousands of years on (laughs) record. And it does help with um, cleaning up the liver and the cirrhosis part. And then also with people with uh, diabetes. So. Nice. Yeah. Milk thistle. Very cool. I don't think I have anything else for the liver. Are we ready to liver alone? <laughs> liver alone. Thank you, adventurers, for joining us today. We hope this helped you find tips and tricks to loot the booty. Find us on natonelife.com and check us out on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter to follow us more on our day-to-day. May your poop be regular and bubbles minimal. Stay Stay sassy sassy and gassy. gassy. Till next next time. time. Nice. (laughs) Take the pill and use the glove until you have a child of love. A nat one life. A nat one life. You work all day and make no pay. And debt is mounting every day. A nat one life. A nat one life.
Shitty.